Welcome to episode 56 of the Toadstool Boardroom for the week of August 23rd, 2023. I'm Logan Plant, and I'm joined, as always, by Justin Corais. What's there, Logan? And returning to the show, Chris Shriver. Hi, Chris. Hey, friends. We finally have a quorum in the boardroom. Yes. <laughs> also, uh, go over to Twitter and wish a former chairman of the board, Odell Harmon Jr., a very happy birthday. It's his birthday today, the day that we're recording. Um, and for his birthday, Charles Martinet has stepped back from voicing Mario and Friends, and that's going to be our, our main topic of the Thanks, show. That's, Odell. That's why we uh, dragged Chris back in the boardroom for this week, is because well, you met you met Mr. Martinet, didn't you, Chris, pretty recently? I did. I met him, um, I guess it was in July, beginning of July. You um, already knew at that point. You did not, but he definitely well, did. I, I guess you kind of knew. I kind of knew, like, I don't know. I'm gonna. This is gonna sound really pretentious and like uppity, but like I've done a lot of theater growing up, and I like I pay a lot of attention to voice acting. And when the Mario Wonder trailer and the Wario trailer came out, like I kind of knew it wasn't him. And I mean, a lot of the the rest of the internet were kind of speculating, but I think it was really obvious um, that it wasn't him. And uh, so when I saw that he was going to too many games, I was like, I have to go because like we don't know what is going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got my copy of Mario Teaches Typing. Got that signed. Um, nice. But just the nicest, nicest guy. Um, like, everything that everyone is saying about him on the internet is completely true. Um, like, I handed th- that to him, and he uh, he was just like, oh, my God. Like, I always, like, I start to, like, tear up whenever, like, I see somebody with this. Like, because um, it was so from so long ago, and nobody ever talks about it. And it was the first thing, you know, that he did. Um and I was like, you know, like I'm a I'm a DevOps engineer. I grew up with all the games. Um, my son is going to be born in two weeks, and I'm so excited for, oh, for me to share my childhood experiences with him. And so much of it was so happy because of you. Um, so it was just cool to be able to tell him that. Um, and now he's not going to be doing it anymore, which is so. Like expected, but weird. I mean, the man, like he, at one point he said he, w- he would do this until he dropped dead were his exact words. Um, I wonder, like part of me, not to put tinfoil cap on, but like. Let's get to that. So I want to read the yeah. statement first and then we can talk about this. Uh, yeah. Because fans will still have the opportunities to interact with him. Like Chris had the opportunity to earlier this summer, but he will not be voicing Mario any longer in the games. Here's the statement Nintendo put out on social media. Charles Martinet has been the original voice of Mario in Nintendo games for a long time. As far back as super Mario 64, they didn't credit the Mario teaches typing that, uh, that, that Chris was holding up there. Charles is now moving into the brand new role of Mario ambassador. With this transition, he will be stepping back from recording character voices for our games, but he'll continue to travel the world, sharing the joy of Mario and interacting with you all. It has been an honor working with Charles to help bring Mario to life for so many years, and we want to thank and celebrate him. Please keep an eye out for a special video message from Shigeru Miyamoto and Charles himself, which we will post at a future date. And that still has not been posted yet. Maybe Nintendo Live or something like that, or or they'll shove it in a direct or maybe something like that. Uh, But it has been confirmed to outlets afterwards that he's not involved in Mario Wonder, as many people did suspect. Uh, and the, the the new voice actor for Mario, they said, uh, be sure to look at the credits of Mario Wonder when it releases on October 20th. That was bizarre. We'll see if they uh, unveil it. Very weird before, way but, to put that. Yeah, I thought that was really strange. Maybe they didn't want to take away from the day being about Charles stepping back about the new guy, and, and they'll announce it somewhere down the line. So 
Nintendo is in kind of a weird spot, like in that they've never really had to do this and no one has really had to do this where they've had to retire a voice actor that has been doing it for as long as Charles has. Yeah. Um, it's been doing it for like 30 years. Yeah. I do wonder like what, what, first of all, what does it mean to be a Mario ambassador? Like, is it just that? And is it that they don't want him to be affiliated with new or involved in new Mario IP, obviously, but um, like they know he's going to continue to do the whole con thing, like go to all these conventions and and do the yeah. signings and things like that. Um, because what I like, if you look at his Instagram, what's weird is there's a stretch of time where if you go like way way back, he had videos where he has like all these um plushies of like Mario Luigi, Wario Waluigi, and he's like putting them in all these different scenarios and making up little stories for them, like just for his social media content to promote mm-hmm. things. And I almost want, and some of them were like probably not the most appropriate. I was, yeah, um, I was wondering about that. And I wonder like if Nintendo is kind of like, you know what, between this, because now he doesn't do them anymore. Like I, I, I think somebody probably told probably him like, asked hey, not yeah. to. Yeah, can you not do this? Um, and then then it just turned into like, now I'm at this convention, now I'm at this convention, and him kind of promoting that he's traveling all over the world to meet people. Um, And I wonder if now, like, in order to just regain control of it, they want to be like, look, yes, Mario has a voice, but it's not about the man, it's about the character, and I think as as wonderful as a human being as Charles is, um, and we would all agree to that, I think Nintendo, knowing how they are, they probably want to separate the man from the man in the jumpsuit like <laughs> yeah that makes sense yeah i think that we could speculate about this all we want we aren't really gonna know did he choose to step back from voicing them and just wants to go be at these conventions did they kind of make up this new role for him as kind of a way to say thanks but say you're done like we don't know the answer it could uh, be anything yeah i do want to hear from yeah. justin on this so what do you think of uh, charles martinet stepping back mm-hmm. from voicing these characters yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's a big surprise. Uh, there wasn't a lot of telegraphing to this. Like, a lot of times, you know, when somebody's getting near the end of their career or things like that, and there wasn't really any sign that this was the case. So it really caught a lot of folks off guard. I'm glad that they treat, they've treated it as much of, a, like, a victory lap as they can, because I think he deserves that for many years of being the voice of Mario and being so ingrained in so many people's, like, childhoods, really. So... I, I think that's the right way to do it. I also do think, you know, reading between the lines, it certainly feels like this is a Nintendo motivated move. And a lot of the way that they've done that is kind of a saving face thing because they know that people are going to have strong feelings about moving on from uh, Charles Martinet. Honestly, I think if he was retiring, they would say he was retiring and then there would be a big, you know, balloons and champagne and all that stuff. Yeah, the um, word stepping back was, I mm-hmm. thought, fascinating. Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. They're, they're always very careful with how they word things. Um, and so you really need to, like, parse what they're conveying and what they're trying not to say. Uh, and so we're, we're entering this, like, third phase of Mario, really, because, you know, for, for the olds like me who ha- are ancient, there was a lot of Mario before Charles Martinet c- came along. There was a lot of Mario before Mario 64. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff multiple games multiple systems a movie many different tv shows uh and then we just went through this huge charles martinet era and now we're entering this third one and we don't know what shape it's going to take he went from being a fully voiced character who had as much dialogue as any protagonist 
in anything to being largely a um, soundboard of wahoos and things like that and Mamma Mia's. And now we're entering this third phase and I don't know what we're going to get. Obviously, we just had the movie with Chris Pratt. Um, I don't think Chris Pratt is going to be the uh, voice of Mario and everything going forward. Um, but we saw a return to it like an all fully voiced Mario. And so I'm. I'm fascinated to see what direction they're trying to go and if that is potentially uh, part of what is fueling this move here. Yeah, in the first Mario Wonder trailer, we have those talking flowers that are making like kind of meme internet oh, yes, really. jokes. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. maybe Mario's going to talk like that too. And they just didn't show that in the first trailer. And yeah. they're probably prepping a trailer to show on the Nintendo Direct next month, which is going to happen, by the way. And maybe Mario talks in this trailer. And yeah. so they had to get out in front of that by announcing this Charles Martinet news now. Like, we don't know, but maybe the Mario characters are going to start talking just a little bit more than they have been. They're just little sound bites for the last Hi, everybody. Years. It's me, Mario. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly what we need. So it's, yeah, it's interesting. I think that... Uh, it's interesting that it did come after the Mario Wonder and WarioWare move at trailers where people sussed out pretty quickly that that mm-hmm. was not Charles Martinet. Like people were pretty confident. I was. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if they were going to like sit on this a little bit longer until and like they, the Internet sleuthing reached kind of a fever pitch. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if they realized how much how obvious it was to to some people and how like yeah. how big of a deal it was going to become like it was that day i feel like every it was, like yeah. video game outlet pretty much knew like everybody covered it yeah something like, feels off here mm-hmm. and it, it we still didn't know for sure at least i didn't i yeah. was kind of i was on sold the fence of, like, <laughs> we don't know the last time he recorded lines for mario they reuse sound bites for the entire new super mario brothers series so who knows but mm-hmm. no it's, it's someone else but i will say I like the Mario voice in Mario Wonder. I think it's very, very good from that first trailer. People cut together a compilation of kind of everything that Mario says in that trailer. And there's a couple exclusive clips like in the Japanese direct version versus the the North American one. And he sounds good. He sounds like Mario does. And it just had me thinking like links, hyas and hups and whatever over the last 20 years have been done by different voice actors. And it's like, it's, it's interesting that Mario has been done by the same man. And I don't know. I don't think it's, I wasn't necessarily sad that that we're moving into a new era. I'm kind of, I guess, excited to see where they take it. But I mean, this is nothing on on Charles Martinet, but Mario had gotten stale specifically in 2D for so long. And this maybe is a move to say, hey, we're just we're shaking it all up. Like we are kind of soft rebooting Mario in a sense with this. And uh, I mean, I I've loved many of of Mario's little quips here and there throughout the years, but I'm excited for the new direction. Honestly, I think honestly, I I'm glad you said that. I'm glad I didn't have to be the one to say it because I feel like I've been the like naysayer on a Charles Martinet for a while. Cause again, I, I, I think he's done a great job at what he's been asked to do, but I've never liked this version of Mario. I, again, I grew up with a Brooklyn plumber with a bit of an attitude and the shift in Mario 64 to just, woo. I never liked it. Uh, and again, like you said, it's nothing against Charles Martin. I think he did a, a great job of it, but like he had this weird falsetto invented semi-Italian accent thing. Like that, that was never true to the, the Mario that I grew up with. And honestly, I am, I'm hopeful that this is a return more to that. And again, based on the movie, it could be. Chris, were you going to chime in with something a bit ago? Uh, no, I was going to just when you were you, 
I was gonna say it, and then you said it. Of okay. the like, you know, I'm I'm I feel like Mario has gotten a little stale. Yeah. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. the other thing I did want to bring up that people have brought up on Twitter, um, is that there's a very good chance that the last recorded dialogue that we have of him is in the Mario Brothers movie mm-hmm. as Mario's dad, where he says, "These are my boys," and I just think that's like that's the most wholesome. Great. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Like I hope. Happy's in the sequel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but. yeah, I could see them easily bringing him back for a cameo in the sequel. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But for now, that that retroactively is a a pretty fantastic send off for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have me wondering though. I know Justin, you said your piece on not really liking this iteration of Mario, but do either of you have kind of a favorite, I guess, performance from Martin as Mario? Because it has changed over the years. It's not exactly the same. I think it's honestly gotten higher pitched as we've gone on uh, like it's like you play mario 64 so his like his like wall kicks and stuff like that they're lower pitched and now it's it's pretty mickey mouse-ish at times so i'm just wondering like uh chris we'll start with you is there kind of an era of charles martinez mario that that sticks out um i feel like i feel like the sunshine one only because he has he has like something like 500 different versions of the same like efforts in that game 500 Um, it's some like obscene number where it's like if mario is a little bit more it's almost like spider-man for on the ps4 where it's like if mario's been running and like he's a little bit tired like that sound is different than if he's just walking and jumps like it's pretty impressive there um i really like uh i mean really it's the gamecube era it's that it's uh wario world um just all every soundbite uh, before we hopped on, I actually went on and just listened to like a compilation of all the Wario World <laughs> soundbites. Nice. Um, it's just like the it, it's Wario like at his core. Um, and I feel like this is going to be like a when the Muppets change, like or, or whenever the Muppets have had a change, like the new Wario is going to come in and I'm going to be like, that's not my Wario. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. That is him. a great comparison. No, that's really good. <laughs> Like Kermit Rock the Frog comes Muppets. and it's like, who is this? Yeah. <laughs> this is a Jim Henson. Um, and uh, the other one is he, I always just would get a kick out of him like reading real dialogue as a character. Like there's one where he does uh, Luigi where he talks about like it's the year of Luigi. Yes. Um, it's like a minute and a half long. But uh yeah, just anytime he had to read like full sentences, it's always just been like super funny to me because you never really hear him do that. Yeah, there were a lot of those clips floating around on on Twitter this week of like a press conference he did for Mario Sports Mix where like Mario's yeah. being interviewed by a me and that's like really funny. I'd never seen that before. I sent a really edgy Wario one to Chris <laughs> the, from the Wario World promo. That was, that was uh, kind of surprising <laughs> uh, to hear. But yeah, some of those are really great. Justin, do you have any that stick out to you specifically? Yeah, uh, for, for me, it's always going to be the Mario Karts because there's so many different lines and different s- situations for lines, like good things happening, bad things happening, passing people, screwing up your start. And there's so, there's so much variety and they're all so dang funny every single time. Um, whether, whether he's like celebrating victory or he just got hit by like a blue shell um i love i love the lines in those and and i do think it's one where that style works flawlessly yeah that's a good pick i was thinking about mario kart also but mm. i think for my favorite i gotta go luigi's mansion i mean him singing the song him calling oh, out yeah. mario, whistling it's just great it's so great yeah and 
Luigi talks Mario. about that. And, Mario. Yeah. Mario. That was really good. Yeah. yeah but I, I really like that one. Uh, and then I think my favorite Mario voice is like Super Mario 64. I like how Mario sounds in that game because it's, it's a little bit lower pitched. He has mm. some really funny like when he takes damage. Some of the efforts there are like just oh, yeah. iconic to me. Oh, when, when, when he's on fire, it's so funny. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking of that one, too. Yeah. But all this in a weird way just has it has me really excited for Mario Wonder. Not because of this news, but just like we're less than two months out from a new Super Mario game that when I was watching the clips of this new Mario voice in this first Mario Wonder trailer we got. And it's like, man, there's even more charm than I initially noticed. And I came on this podcast. Justin and I went to war and I said this game looked great. And the further we get, the more I'm thinking that like. Mario runs in the warp pipe, his hat falls behind him, and you see his like hand stick grab out, it, grab yep. the hat and pull it in the warp pipe behind him. Like that is stuff we haven't seen in 2D those, Mario. Those ever. are the things that have started to increase my hype level for that. I've yeah. I'm I've I've turned around a lot on my excitement for that. And, and maybe I'm getting caught up in the hype train, but again, it's all those little details that we've seen, all the faces and the expressions and the way he like you know has his tongue sticking out when he's got his arms trailing behind his back when he's Naruto running for speed. Yep. Mm-hmm. I I'm excited. Yeah, that's, that's going to be great. Yeah, less than two months out to that one. Uh, anything anyone else wants to say about Charles Barney before we uh, move on to some Splatoon talk here? If you have the opportunity to ever meet him and like if there's a convention near you, like just go like you you will not regret. There's something about seeing that guy do any of those voices that like it just it's it's really cool to see. And he's just such a genuine person. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll talk about this again when we see whatever video he does with Miyamoto, um, which we're expecting at a future date, according yep. to Nintendo. So thanks for that, guys. Uh, but yeah, big Nintendo news this week. But let's move on here to Splatoon 3, because some Splatoon fans aren't happy with the latest update. This is the Splatoon 3 drizzle season, which starts on September 1st. And this is about a year since launch. Splatoon 3 came out on, I think, September 9th uh, last year. Two new stages, Crab Leg Capital and Shipshape Cargo Company. Those are both brand new, neither returning. A returning uh, Salmon Run stage called Salmonid Smokeyard. A pair of new weapons. Those are the Dread Ringer and the Heavy Edit Splatling. You can turn your hat backwards, which I thought was a funny update that they spotlighted in the video. Uh, there's new challenges, new cards for table turf battle. But where some of the disappointment is coming in for like really heavy Splatoon players is that the catalog features mostly returning cosmetics from a previous season. So remember, Splatoon 3 is Nintendo's kind of attempt at a live service game with a seasonal catalog. It's free. It's not like Fortnite or, or Fall Guys or whatever you play where you have to pay a couple bucks every season or a couple uh, points to get the new uh, pass it is it's free if you bought the game but the game wasn't free but people are kind of unhappy that a year in we're seeing recycled cosmetics show back up in the same battle pass and i'm not a huge live service game player i know justin falls more into that camp so i want to start with you how big of a deal is it that a year in we're seeing a reused pass um you know it depends which i know isn't as clean or easy as as an answer that you may look for like if this was exclusively dependent upon just like a regular cadence of like a new season with some cosmetics in your battle pass and that's the entire game yeah honestly i would be pretty concerned about it because just what this indicates in terms of investment into uh splatoon 3 just as an ongoing project but we still have big meaty DLC on the horizon. Like we have, we still have wave two, which in theory has this really big and interesting whole campaign into it. And so 
given that we know that that is in the pipeline, I feel less bad about the fact that uh, this seems like a little bit of, I won't say low effort, but a, a little bit of something that they're trying to be really efficient with. Um, my my hope and my gut tells me is it's because they're, most of their resources are hard at work on developing something much bigger and more robust. So as long as that proves to be the case, certainly there's nothing wrong with being disappointed in some recycled content, but as long as that DLC ends up being worth this diversion of resources, I really don't have any complaints. Yeah, and I think that the Splatoon community, like, I don't know, if you looked at something like Call of Duty and I was like, oh, they're working on a big campaign expansion, people would not care. I think that is different yeah. in Splatoon. I think that Splatoon players do care about the single-player yeah. content and the campaign. So I think you're right about that, that uh, we're expecting to hear about Side Order, which is the name of the new campaign, mm. probably next month at the Direct. It's supposed to come out this fall. Uh, yeah. I just think that... It's just, we see it time and time again with Nintendo's strategy on this type of game. It's not like a Fortnite where they have a team who works on Fortnite forever. Eventually, it's supposed to be <laughs> right. a wrap. They've probably already shifted some people to the next Animal Crossing, the, well, the same and, studio. And you see this in live service games a lot where it 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 kind of feels like it's coasting for a while. Like You see this in Sea of Thieves where they just push back a, a, a big update. Um, you see this in Destiny where, you know, you have like small events connecting seasons, but then the really, really big pieces, like the game changing pieces, like they kind of go dark They're on like for a while. Usually. Yeah. Like, and, and that's you, the other thing. Your big content drops. And exactly. Yeah. yeah no, please um, take, take it away. <laughs> no. Yeah. It, it, I mean, part of me is like split. Granted, they're different games. Splatoon 2, like I know that had a pretty uh, robust catalog within it. Splatoon 3. Um, I, I mean, is it every single piece of content that they're recycling or is it just some no, of it? It's about it's about, I don't know, 75 percent uh, from a flip through that I did. Um, OK, and it's just so the catalog feature itself is entirely new to Splatoon 3. Yeah, like, that leveling yeah. Up this pass. Uh, and I think that one of the critiques I'm seeing is, well, if you want people to have another chance to get this content that's exclusive to the catalog in the season of debuts, like throw it in the clothes shop a year later. Yeah. So people can go in and spend That's money. my whole thing. Yeah, like, that's a pretty common live service move. Yeah. Like with whenever Destiny would have, um, like I remember the Solstice events in there were always mm -hmm. like a big deal. Um, we just and if you missed, <laughs> if you missed getting any like those armor sets, like um it was always a shame like this is i feel like it's kind of a, a similar boat where you may be playing a match with somebody and then be like oh man i really want you know that pair of glasses or whatever like keep it in mind and then if you really like get into splatoon then you know you, you at least know that you have something to look out for um i don't i don't look at i know some people do obviously i don't look at splatoon as one of those games where it's like this is the only thing i play you know what i mean yeah. it, it's like a a cherry on top of an already incredible system. Um, you know, you have this like multiplayer game that has all these different uh, modes in it that, you know, you can kind of pop in and out of whenever you feel like playing it um, to that. end, like, I, I don't think it's necessarily like egregious that they would do this. Um, yeah. And I mean, to Justin's point, like you're going to have that big content drop. I imagine they're going to have some type of, uh, customization options within there as well that they're going to include. Yeah, it's paid for DLC, but you're also getting a campaign. Like, I don't know that I can necessarily fault them for any of this. 
And that uh, did happen in Splatoon 2. After the, around the one-year mark, we saw kind of a drought of content, and then there came the Octo expansion, and then it right. was like the game had just come out again. And it was huge for the next like six months again, and I think we're probably going to see a repeat of that with Splatoon 3. And then I think another thing is, this catalog doesn't cost like 10 bucks or whatever they cost in other games. Yeah, it doesn't like, cost you anything. Yeah, it's it's just a way, it's a thing to do. It's a seasonal challenge. So I don't know, I'm I'm not too bent out of shape about it, but I'm also a player who, once I find the outfit I like, I wear it literally for the rest of time. So yeah. I'm not someone who's constantly changing uh, what my what my octoling looks like. Um, but yeah, so that's the new season that starts on September 1st. Maybe we're looking at a... a mid-October, maybe halfway through the season, released for this DLC. We don't know yet. But they did announce a new Splatfest, which is taking place from September 8th to September 10th. And it is the traditional uh, battle of the idols. It's who would be the best leader. It's Shiver, Fry, or Big Man, the three hosts at the start of Splatoon 3. And we're also getting Deep Cut Amiibo coming on November 17th. That's the same day as Mario RPG. And so I have to ask you guys, I, I do it this every time, whose team are you on? For this Splatfest. Is this even a fair question? No. Okay. Right. Like, who's not picking Big Man? I know. Maybe Justin's not picking Big Man. No, I'll go with Big Man. Big yeah, Man, he's the, the best one. <laughs> yeah, and that is actually a problem that I wanted to bring up is that I feel like the Splatfest categories just have not been very good. Insulation. They've been very one-sided. And yes. It's almost like the third option has made it worse. Yes. In, in many, <laughs> many cases. Like, exactly. Yeah, because yeah, so- yeah, you, you have the one thing that clearly everybody wants, mm-hmm. and then you have that contrarian vote, which now gets split. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, yeah, now, now we end up with, with landslides, and we end up with a giant Mansory winning 20, the- 20. Yeah. I've, I've talked about this a couple times. Like the Zelda one was great. The Pokemon one was great. But other than that, there have the rock, paper, scissors one. Sure. That's funny. That's a, that's a trio that worked, but I feel like they've just been revisiting Splatfest from Splatoon one and two and just adding a worse option. For example, we didn't talk about this, but team money won the Splatfest. That was money versus fame versus love. And I was playing Splatoon the other night. And when I logged on, I saw the results and team fame only had like, it was like 9.7% of people played for team fame. It's like, that's just not even a viable choice. Yeah. It's yeah. They, they need to come up with some better categories. To make. Yeah. And the thing that confuses me and like, I'm not a developer, but like how hard is it to implement whatever idea you have for these? Right. Is it not just like some text and some colors and then like a letter roll? Yeah. Like, do you not just have like, get a bunch of people in a boardroom and like, uh throw a bunch of ideas on a whiteboard and actually like come up with something new is that crazy yeah. i don't know nobody's working on splatoon anymore i'm kidding a lot of people are still working on splatoon. <laughs> uh, they're they're all working on the dlc yeah and animal crossing uh switch too yeah anyways that is that is the deal with splatoon chris uh has a complete set of splatoon amiibo is that going to continue yes Nice. You, you got and I don't have a, I don't have a complete set. I, I have I'm oh, missing uh I'm missing one color variant. Uh, oh, which one? Set because it uh is it, it like might... the Splatoon one color variant? Yeah, because it was like I had them in Smash and then I had the Splatoon ones and I was like I don't need to get a third set of these. Like I really don't. So yeah. that's the only one that I'm missing. I have every other set though. Okay. Yeah. I, I did get Big Man. I did pre-order. Big Man. I mean, if you're gonna get one, then you gotta yes. get Big Man. Yeah. I thought he'd be more like, expensive, but he's. He's standard price. He's fifteen ninety nine. I was surprised at that. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised given the fact that he's a pretty damn big amiibo. <laughs> he's a big man. He's a big man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's great. that man turns out big. 
Yeah, I'm excited about that one, though. It's uh, <laughs> November 17th for those and September 1st for this new Splatoon season. All right, I've yeah. alluded to it a couple times during the show. We, this is uh, we're nearing the end of August. We'll record one more show in August right on the heels of Nintendo Live. Uh, and then it'll be September. And every year for like the last decade there with like one exception, there's been a Nintendo Direct in September. That's not going to change. Uh, you're already seeing the like. The, the videos pop up, will there be a Nintendo Direct? Well, here on the Toaster Boardroom, we're going to tell you there is going to be a Nintendo Direct in September, and we're going to make the predictions for it right now. So I asked each of you guys to make three predictions for the next Nintendo Direct. Uh, I, have, I have one new thing here, one update on an old thing, and one kind of wild card. So that's how I went with it. But we'll go round robin style here. Uh, Justin, you want to get us started with your first Nintendo Direct prediction? Yeah, my, my first prediction is going to be on the heels of the extremely successful Metroid Prime remaster. They're going to announce Metroid Prime 2 remaster. Okay. Uh, I, I, I think that enough time has passed that a- anybody who's going to play through that game, and it's actually not that long. Anybody who's going to play through that game has beaten it now. And this is, uh, you know, drop it at the same price point, have it look every bit as good. In theory, according to rumors, this thing has been in the can forever. It seems like a, a, a slam dunk. And if it has been in the can forever, it means it's probably not something that they need to hold for the next console generation. So I'd love to see that going into uh, December uh, as of like a holiday uh, era release. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, uh, I never finished Metroid Prime Remastered. I really did not like the end of it. I just did not like that fetch quest at the end of Metroid Prime. I finish it. Push through really the, the the finale, man. The finale though is so good. Yeah, it's so now he's very good. But I get I I get what a tough fight saying. too. Like a legitimately tough fight to to finish yeah. that game. Yeah, it's just it's just too much backtracking. I've been I've been to these areas so many times and just having to find all these artifacts is. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to guide it, guide it to the end. Do it. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, I think that's a good call, though. Uh, I'd like a physical release, hopefully. Also, they've been really, really good about that. Like we got uh, Pikmin coming out in like a month. Pikmin 1 and 2 physically. We got Metroid Prime physically. So I'm sure mm. it'll happen if they make this game. But yeah, I like that one. Chris? I'll be the one to say it because everyone's expecting it. The okay. Zelda HD collection. Okay. I thought about putting that on my list. Twilight Princess. I feel like if it's if it's not here, it's at the Switch 2 launch. Like it's gotta be. Yeah, if Um, if it's not here, it's not coming. It's just (laughs) such a that's how I feel. It would just be such a shame for them to release those. Like they're the only two ones that are left that aren't on Switch that are like 3D Zelda games at this point. Mm -hmm. Like just complete the library. And crossbow training. Package oh my added. god! Could you imagine if they would lose crossbow training? We would lose our minds. Yeah, that would be <laughs> oh, yeah. the best day of my life. That would be New incredible. Fresh review for the show. Yeah. Yeah. Crossbow I, training HD. Oh yeah, that'd be so nice. <laughs> Those switch motion controls. Yeah, I don't know about this. So again, we don't usually talk about rumors on the show. There were rumors saying this Tears of the Kingdom's not the only Zelda thing for this year. Yeah, I believe that that was true at one point, but Nintendo is not afraid to shift their schedule around for things that change. I don't know. Heading into the holiday season, I don't think they're going to want two Zelda things like on the same shelf as each other. I think that a lot of Tears of the Kingdom is going to be a huge seller this holiday, even though it already was. So I'm going to I'm going to go no on this. Or if it's announced, it's not coming out till next year. I don't know when you thought it was coming. If it's I could see it coming out next year. I think they have enough this uh, Christmas at this point where they don't really need to put it out. At, at this point, I think they might be better off saving it as a launch title. 
yeah. you know, here's here's the super switch with its all new uh, back catalog feature, including right from the get go. And we'll be ugly crying as we uh, scream. <laughs> yeah. OK, cool. Yeah, those are great games. Yeah, they've been pretty oh, they're good so good. Dude, I, I think I told you guys I replayed Wind Waker last year and man, especially the HD version with the quick sale and the kind of revamp. And it's so good. Yeah. It's so, so good. Holy smokes. Yeah, I'm waiting for a replay of those and because I'm hoping for them, uh, yeah. you know, in a portable fashion. That's not my 540p Wii U gamepad. And there's Chris <laughs> cradling his GameCube. OK, Minus classic. What color GameCube do you have, Justin? Do you still have GameCube? Purple. Yeah. Purple? Yeah. Like if, if, if you look at my living room setup downstairs, it's got like all the consoles, including a NES and a GameCube nice. stacked up and, and a hooked up and functional and occasionally played Wii and Wii U. Nice. Here you go. So yeah. Wii Although I, I, why do you need the I, Wii hooked up when you have um, the GameCube I actually, and the Wii U? Because I use that. So the, the the GameCube is not hooked up to anything. It's just oh, the box. Okay. It's just it's just a uh, what we call a statement piece. Yes. Nice. Nice. I have a silver GameCube. <laughs> the, the statement is I have a small purple cube. Yeah. Oh, you have the GameCube without the digital app port. Mm-hmm. That's the silver one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, my no. uh, we had a purple one when I was growing up, but I do not have that one. I have a silver one. And when I was in Japan, I did see a spice orange one. That was so beautiful. Ooh, ah, that would be really so cool. Expensive. I ordered one. You did. Nice. You nerd. Oh, man. That's <laughs> outstanding. I will say, so just a pro tip to anybody listening out there. If you do hook up any of these classic consoles like the, the Wii or the GameCube, you can get fairly inexpensive uh, HDMI upscaler dongles so you can easily connect them to your new devices. And they look way cleaner coming out of that. I, they it's really do. 15 bucks well spent. Nice. I just play on a CRT. After GX on my CRT, that is... Uh, yeah, maybe I'll play F Zero. That's what'll get me out of my my game route right now. That's the that's all reliable. I'm just yeah. Yeah, it, it, is 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 that going to be the only mention of uh, F Zero as we go through our predictions list? It is. Here's, here's the thing. <laughs> before we go any further, is that I started typing up like what I think we're going to see here because mm-hmm. I don't, and I think we're all kind of in agreement. I don't think we're going to get anything like real groundbreaking here. Is this literally just going to be a bunch of GameCube ports? (laughs) (laughs) It could be. It really could be. Oh, F Zero GX, please. I didn't predict that, but no, I, yeah, uh, this isn't a prediction, but I'll just say it. We're not hearing about the next console at this thing. This is a, no, this is a switch direct. This is still a switch direct. Smash cut to when you're wrong. (laughs) I'd love to be wrong. I have no problem. We we can make that happen. Just telling you. It's not going to happen. My first prediction is I, we were talking about Splatoon a lot. Um, so I'll just throw this easy one out there. I think that uh, the Splatoon three side order DLC will be their kind of shadow drop. I think it'll be like maybe available like tomorrow or like at the end mm. of the week or something like that. But I think at this direct, it's they're going to make it available. It's going to be massive campaign and uh, and probably a ton of new online stuff, too, that, that people will be happy about. But I think Octo expansion dropped day of when they announced it. So I think I think that'll happen. I think I think that's a reasonable prediction. I recall how, off the top of my head how the Octo expansion dropped, but I think that um, especially given the fact that they've already said it's going to be fall, it, there can't be much lag there anyway. And September is such a blank month for them. Mm-hmm. All there is is the Pikmin one and two physical release. So they yeah, it's, put this it's a good time. All yeah. there is, all there is, <laughs> is some like really bad remasters of GameCube games that are already available digitally. Yeah, imagine yeah. playing Pikmin. Couldn't be me. Imagine. Imagine. Imagine not liking Pikmin. You finished Pikmin four yet, Chris? No, I have a baby. Yeah, but you're playing Earthbound now. Dondori might help you with the baby care. That's true. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Or at the very least, my Dondori. A bunch of tiny assistants out of the ground. They might uh, contribute. 
Yeah, they can help change the diaper. Right. All right, round two. Justin, what do you got? Round two, uh, I'm going to make the same prediction that always comes up every time, uh, at least at least that came up last time, is I think we're finally going to get some uh, Zelda DLC uh, word. I think it's long enough. I think that, um, like you were saying before, this is, this is a giga hit, and they want to ride that momentum through holiday season, and I think that if they can get Tears of the Kingdom back at the top of the news feeds... Um, if they can remind everybody how great it is leading into things like game of the year discussions and all of those things, uh, it, it, it could be really, a really successful strategy for them and they're not dummies. <laughs> so I, I, I think that we'll, we'll see the, we'll see their DLC blueprint and we'll have part one drop in the fall with whatever the probably more interesting part two to follow in 2024. I love that. I was gonna, I had that ex- almost that exact thing written down. Uh, so I'll, I'll pivot to something else Delete your sheet. for one of my rounds. But no, I think that I think we're going to see a wave one in December. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a, a good time because the, the schedule's too crammed um, yeah. up until then for anything else. They've got a new game they're publishing every two weeks. Uh, Do the think, Amiibo come out in the fall? Yes, I was just going to say that. Same day. Um, I'd like that. I don't know. Maybe not, though. Because I can see them holding that to the physical spring. Game. So we'll see. Yeah, although I think it always have a clever integration with the Amiibo, too, yeah. uh, in the DLC. That's true. Clever integration with Amiibo couldn't be Nintendo. They don't do that anymore. <laughs> Just kidding. Treasure chest full of bananas are going to fall from the sky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. Yeah, I think that they they revealed their... Oh, man. I might be changing my mind, though. I might be disagreeing with you right now because the Game Awards is where they revealed DLC for Zelda last time, and I could see them doing that again. I could see them holding that, but I just want to point out how amazing it is that... My prediction was the same as your prediction, and you're still disagreeing with me. That is incredible. That is. I, I disagree with myself all the time. That is yeah. the, the the gall on this one. Amazing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right, Chris, what's your round two prediction? Uh, I have a one really out of left field. Uh, the 3DS is dead. I had that written down, actually, and I took it off. Oh, how dare you. Um, I I had a, this is a little note to myself Mario Sports question mark and I was thinking maybe baseball <laughs> I did and then I was like I mean baseball I was like it's too late they're not going to do no, it and then I took it off uh, I replaced it with a Pushmo collection Whoa. digital only nice I think they'll combine Pushmo world and then I think it was one and two on the 3DS they'll just make it uh, one big like Pushmo package or something. Pushmo Crashmo and Stretchmo on the is that what it was? Yep. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there a Wii U one? Yeah, it was Pushmo World. That's what I'm thinking yeah. of. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, I think you just get all the levels of that. Oh, okay, yeah. You put it in uh, almost like a WarioWare Gold. Pushmo nice. Gold. Let's call it that. <laughs> nice. Or Pull Blocks Gold. If you there you go. In Europe. Yeah, Pushmo I, I love Pushmo. I played the absolute heck out of the first one. And there's some hard puzzles in there. Like that game there gets are. really hard at the end. That's a That's a really good pick. Bring box. I guess they already brought box boy to switch a few years ago. They did. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That is out of left field. That's a good one. That's a good good creative one. Okay. Uh, Let's see for my next one. I think that um, Mario wonder is going to have online play. I think they're going to save that and announce that a little bit closer to launch. Mario 3d world had it. I think Mario wonder will have it. Uh, it took a while for them to reveal that, I think, for Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. So I think it's going to happen. I think it'll have full four-player online co-op. Because why not? Like, it worked pretty well for Mario 3D World. Uh, and I, I think that uh, I think that they'll 
they'll shoehorn that in there and it'll be the big kind of new piece of news uh, for Mario Wonder in the direct. Plus Amiibo, Mario Wonder Amiibo coming out same day as the game. Don't so do that. Don't do don't, that. Don't do that. It's going to happen. Don't do that. It's going to happen. Mario Odyssey had Amiibo. 3D World had Amiibo. This is going to have Amiibo. <gasps> yeah, that's my prediction. And I need there to retirement fund one to replace my Zelda. Because I stole one of yours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But let's yeah. go around three. Go for it, Justin. Yeah, I mean, my next one's not that far out of left field. I think that we're going to um, see... Um, we're going to see a... Um, is that a Pac-Man fi- poster? What was that? Nice. I have a a whole set of Pac-Man coasters on my on my desk. That's pretty cool. Nice, nice. Anyways, Uh, yeah, and like I don't, it's it's. I feel like this one's maybe a little out of left field because they just did a DLC about these things. But I think we're gonna see some Pokemon. I I think we're gonna uh, uh, finally see uh, a classic Pokemon collection uh, come to Nintendo Switch Online. Like a lot of these mobile titles, like Fire Red, like Leaf Green. Um, I think that um, in lieu of an impending. my console change in probably fall 2024. Um, They're running out of runway to do things that will instantly make them a gajillion dollars on 150 million switch units. And this would do that. So uh, maybe it's a little wishful thinking. And again, it's, it's a little out of left field because they just did their Pokemon direct. Um, But it's now or never. I feel like. No, I, I, that's actually, uh, I totally oversaw this when I was making my predictions. September is the traditional direct where they update Switch Online because there's it's oh, when they started their Switch. Mm, interesting. So yeah. in September they always add a new console usually could, to Switch Online. Could be a little a little blowout of uh, some titles coming to that. Yeah, because we got the Virtual Boy with Switch, Switch VR integration. <laughs> oh boy, your screen turns bright red, and you just put it against your eyeballs, <laughs> and this is how you play. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. I think Pokemon's a great pick for that of what they're going to add to it because they don't have a big online game coming. I guess maybe they'll throw the Splatoon 3 DLC into the expansion pack, like how the Mario Kart DLC is in there. Um, yeah, it could be. Yeah, they got to add something virtual console and Pokemon Mario Party would, 3. It'd break the Internet. And yeah, where is that? Seriously, that was like a year yeah. ago. <laughs> they announced yeah. that. I did, I did wonder if there was going to be anything Mario Party, but, but Superstars was last year. I feel like it's too soon for that. Well, it was two years ago. That. It was, 2020. No, it was, was two it two years, years ago? ago. What, yeah. what is time? I know. I know. And there goes the coaster. There goes. Sorry, Pac-Man. Yeah. All right, Chris, your final prediction? Uh, my final prediction, and I think I've had it on the show before, and it's never happened, but I still want it, so I'm going to predict it. I want an NES Remix collection on the Switch. I know people have mixed opinions of that game. I oh, really what? enjoy that game. Who else makes opinions of that game? Wait, you guys like that game? That game's amazing. Yeah, they're awesome. Amazing. They're so good. Somebody, somebody I've been on a podcast with hates that game, and I can't remember who it is. Huh. It's not who you think what it a, is. What a, <laughs> what a bad take. Okay, I know. Because, I mean, it's it's bite size NES. It, but it's it, it's bite-sized really NES. It, it makes games that are frankly really difficult to play nowadays playable. It gives it people a chance to experience these in ways that are fun and entertaining. If you weren't there at the time, I'll be honest, as a guy who's a thousand years old and has like a, a Lego NES and grew up with it, a lot of these games suck if you weren't there for it. They just they're terrible to play. There's very few that can hold up to somebody who doesn't have that nostalgia factor and the uh the remixes do a perfect job of making them playable for people. So I don't yeah. I wish I still had my coaster because I would throw it again. Oh, you lately that I love you. <laughs> I think the one only critique I've ever had 
of NES remakes, I don't right, think we've ever talked about it on the show, was that the only thing I wish is that they went even a little further with it. Yeah, the exactly. Yeah. like mobile app. Yeah, because we all wanted Super Nintendo remakes and then they never made it. What I meant was like, just even if it's a broken mess, let me play the entirety of Super Mario Brothers as Samus. Let me play, (laughs) put Link in Mario. And then in Mario Maker too. Yeah, like some of those mods that you see and stuff where you people, we see like the the levels like for Mario, you've got like Contra Dude and and Sonic. (laughs) Yeah, Flash games that you play. I played in school. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. But anyways, I love NES Remix. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't know who the heck. I've been wanting it on the Switch like since the Switch came out. It'd be so good. It's it would be so there. much fun. And yeah, I wish there was a series that just went on and on and on. And I get that would get, it would become more complex, but like there's still so many fun things you could do and clever ideas to be had. Mm-hmm. Bring it's it back. It's also validated. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's a great game. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I have kind of two half predictions for my final one that I had to cobble together here. And the first half is I'll say we see Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Final DLC wave. Uh, I don't. I don't think they're going to announce a second pack like they did for Smash. I think this is it uh, for Mario Kart Eight. And I made Any... this prediction months ago. They're going to show a Donkey Kong Country track with Diddy Kong and Pauline. They're going to show it. They're not going to show the rest of the wave, but they're going to tease like like they did with Yoshi's Island and Birdo. They're going to be like Donkey Kong Country or DK Island, something like that, and Diddy Kong and Pauline. They're now, will it just be the level or? Yeah, will it be the location that's in the Mario movie? Because that's um, the same one that they're basing hmm, the Universal ride off of. No, it won't be that. It'll be something original like the Yoshi's Island one. It'll be like a throwback to the games. Yeah. Will there be a DK rap? There will not. There will not. But Diddy I would, will finally get his due. He needs it. I need it. it. I've been this campaign's been running. What if they were like, years. just kidding? We're adding Bumper from Diddy Kong Racing. <laughs> Who's Bumper? He was the uh, honey badger. Oh, I never played his bummer. I'm a tip top guy. Tip top. Tip top. Yep. Can you can you name all the characters in Diddy Kong Racing? Are there because eight I can. on the roster? There are eight. Well, okay. there are eight on the original I mean, roster. Actually, yeah, yeah, that roster really grew. I haven't okay. played that game since the late '90s. Okay, well, you just gave me one of them. It was I already forgot it though, but I'll take that one for free. Tip top. Yeah, who tip top? Who was the honey badger? Bumper. Bumper. Um, conquer. Uh huh. And Diddy, uh huh. And Banjo, yep. And oh, squ- there's the little yellow mouse. Is it Squeaks? Squeaks. Pipsy. Pipsy. And there's a tiger named. It's literally his island. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know God, his name. You're not invited. I also just have a brain fart, and now I can't remember his name either. Oh, oh no! Is it Timber? I think it's Timber. It Timber. And then there's the crocodile. Crunch. What's his name? Crunch. Crunch. The, the crocodile. And then there's uh, Drumstick and TT. Oh, yeah. The chicken and... Who's and the clock. TT oh, the timer. Yeah. 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 You can unlock TT if you finish all the time game. trials. That is That's a yeah, man. I, I don't think I ever did. Conquer went down a dark path after this. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. And then Conquer <laughs> is not in Diddy Kong Racing DS. No. Which is a bummer. Because they was... changed how he was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Understandable. Conquer was my main in uh, the one on 64, but then I switched to Tip Top uh, when I played the DS version. Tip Top solid. Tip Top. Who, who, you play as Banjo, probably. But he's not uh, on DS. No, I usually, I usually played as Pipsy. Yeah, he wasn't on the DS one either. That was after uh, Microsoft acquired Rare. Yeah. So they weren't allowed to be in there. They had like Tiny Kong and 
Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. Diddy Kong Racing anyway. is great. That is a great. Put that on Switch Online. Yeah. Oh, please. That could be a fun one. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then the other half of my prediction is I'll do it. I'll say F Zero GX. <laughs> it's coming to Switch. Whatever. <laughs> Why not? I want all will it into existence. Oh, yeah. so we're just making stuff up now. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Whatever. <laughs> it's the last one on the show. I can. Uh, I can do whatever I want. So yeah. F Zero GX will get a forty dollar um, Switch port, and I will buy copies for two everybody. people will buy it and both of them will be logan yep so no people would buy it people would buy it i think i think a million would people would buy it yeah i, I think know, a million people plural? would buy f-zero yes i do i do think a million people would buy f-zero on purpose yes <laughs> yeah what, what's your problem man it's the best game <laughs> it's the best game of all time <laughs> hey man if their shops be busted, I'm gonna I'm gonna bust them. Yeah. Oh man. I think I do. I think a million people bought. Three million people bought Metroid Dread, a sixty dollar two D game. A million people would buy F Zero GX. I believe in that. Yeah. It's Captain. Falcon. I believe in Captain Falcon. I do. I believe in his selling power. He's got a lot of it. And I would buy a hundred copies. You know what's sad? What here? And I'm being dead serious. The further away that we get from a new Smash game the less relevant Captain Falcon becomes. True. And that's really sad. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah, it does. I know. Yeah. Pit, Ness, Captain Falcon, all the best Nintendo games ever made all become yeah. less relevant as time goes on. Ooh. All right, those are our predictions for the September Nintendo Direct. Send in yours. Toadstoolboardroom at gmail.com. Read them on next week's show uh, because we probably still won't have a direct happen by then. It'll still be August. But that's another episode of the Toadstool Boardroom. In the books, we're a weekly Nintendo podcast here. Thursdays, noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you like to listen to your show. Uh, send us an email, toadstoolboardroom at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at toadstoolbr. And for now, you can find Justin online. Where at? On Twitter, so going at Twitter at K O R E I S. Uh, make sure you check out my review of Madden NFL 24 and Game Informer while you're at it. Nice, congrats! I read that. Yeah, I did. The Not game on is Nintendo extremely Switch. Extremely fine. Not extremely on. Fine. Yeah, I was like, oh. And where can you find uh, Chris Shriver and all the pictures of his baby? Babies are. You can us. find me and the pictures of my baby at Shrive 93 all over the internet. And are you gonna be back next week, or is this another, or is this one off? Uh, we'll see. We'll it see. Depends on what's going on. We'll see. But Justin will be here. It'll be the last show before Nintendo Live and PAX, and then literally the day before, the day before I leave for PAX. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. So thanks so much for listening. You can find me on Twitter at Logan J Plant. Uh, have a great week, and we'll catch you next time right here in the Toadstool Boardroom. <laughs>